Listeners, and welcome aboard Costume Station Zero. I am back with Stephen Prescott and Ewan Anderson, and we're here to talk about the Eleventh Doctor. That is the Eleventh Doctor Series Seven. So, hey guys, welcome back. Thanks, Hello. Um, so, yeah, this is obviously it's a season, but it's kind of like we got two mini seasons. So, we're going to cover it all from Asylum to Name of the Doctor. Now, uh, let, going back to the beginning. As I understand it, and as I remember, not a lot of changes at first from Series Six, correct? Yeah, it's 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 pretty minor. I mean, I think like the the main things that got messed around with are um, he has two very slightly different sets of suspenders, <laughs> um, and I think and Stephen, feel free to call me out on this. I think they swapped his trousers from being the um, the um, spark denim kind of waxy G stars to the crushed black, which are the way more um, matte toned G stars. Yeah, I think. I, I, or, or it could just be that his waxed ones got washed so many times that they've kind of lost that look. They certainly aren't as shiny as they are in season six. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, because he, he did wear the he did wear the crushed black at some point during season six. So, uh, yeah. but I think that they became more the uh, more the norm in uh, season seven. So he's never seen wearing the waxed uh, jeans in Series 7? Not as far as I can remember. Yeah. All yeah, right. I mean, I think, like, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd say they, they definitely don't look as waxy. So I think they've either made the switch fully to the uh, the crushed black or they've just been washed so many times that they've lost that tone. Yeah. Um, either either is very possible. Um, the difference in the suspenders, he, has a, uh, he usually wears a uh, one-inch thick burgundy suspender. And then in season six, it bumped up to a one and a quarter inch thick <laughs> burgundy suspender. But they've also so got the course, leather patches. Yes, this is this is true. Yeah, they've got the, We're the really, leather. We're really kicking it off with the minutia here. Yeah, seriously. Uh, they have leather patches and they have gold hardware. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not gold hardware, but they definitely, uh, I, I, I have the pair um, somewhere. But yeah, they definitely have the leather patches and they're thicker and, and a little bit brighter red color. Yeah, yeah, it's a slightly different tone. That's right. I remember um, the. I think they're also they're also Y back rather than X back, right? That's right. Yeah. Oh, interesting. So a lot of subtle little differences. Now, are these also uh, likely to be sourced from? I'm, I'm sure you can find anything that reasonably will do the job. But Swagger and Swoon. Uh, no, uh, Swagger and Swoon don't have anything like these, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Uh, Suspenderstore dot com. Ah. For all your suspender needs. Clearly. Um, now, when you say leather patches, you mean it's uh, like the button fasten style? It's not the clip style? 
No, no, they're clips, but the clips are held on with uh, it's it's a leather bit that the clip is actually on mm-hmm. uh, that connects to the actual suspender part. Ah, okay. whereas they were just it was just a little metal clip on the, um, and a little wire, a uh, little rectangular wire thing that sort of went through on the other ones. These are a little bit uh, almost fancier, I'd say. They did look yeah, a little fancier, a little, a little bit more finished. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So yeah. subtle change in the trousers, subtle change on the suspenders, and it was just the. He has, he has one new pair of suspenders that he wears with uh, the asylum costume, mm-hmm. um, where he uh, they're a, a, a subtle kind of like uh, light gray, dark gray stripe to them. Yeah, they're blue and blue and gray. Blue and gray. Oh, my mistake. I'm sorry. Blue and gray. Yeah. All right. So if someone wants to specifically be season seven A, they've got to get these specific suspenders and uh and and dial down the trousers basically that's it yeah good luck finding those suspenders yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well well the, the second pair is sound, or sorry the first pair we've been discussing sounds like it's relatively easy to, to get something in the range yeah the red ones the red ones for sure though where like if you were to wear those i think you would need to be kind of like a pretty dedicated who nerd to be like oh yeah you're doing uh power of three there rather <laughs> than looking like somebody who just bought the wrong suspenders for season six ah uh, i see i see uh but no other uh, boot changes or minutiae and bow tie changes nothing else no the bow ties are pretty much the same uh boots are the same uh, black cap toes from theatrical footwear yes yes um so ah well okay another thing we should mention as this does come up again later um the glasses that he is wearing in angels take manhattan that return in season 7b mm-hmm. uh what about those uh round uh horn-rimmed glasses very round uh the uh the arms attach at the side um uh, and uh They've got little, you can see the little metal rivets on the front, but they, they've not been ID'd. Yeah, there's been some, some close enoughs have been found, but nobody's made like 100% positive ID on them. Um, I know that Steve Rick's blog uh, recommends Black Eyewear Chico and Anglo-American 400 as your best close enoughs. And they are very good close enoughs if uh, you know, they'll yeah. get you by. But, I mean, let's face it. I mean, when they finally ID tenants' glasses, I mean, good luck trying to find those. you got to live with a close enough pretty much on those. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like those, those are those are like if you're gonna go close enough, like those suggestions are like two hundred bucks. I mean, you can find, you know, uh, I have a pair of uh, slightly less accurate close enoughs that mm-hmm. I got for ten bucks on eBay. Oh, okay. I, I have the same pair. <laughs> <laughs> Shocker. Is there? Oh, oh, and then uh, of course for a town called Mercy, is there anything people should know about the uh, the hat or the badge? You know, I, I saw the hat close up at the DWE actually, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, it, it, there's nothing. I mean, there's nothing fancy about it. It's just a, it's a it's a, uh, a roll up style uh, felt cowboy hat um, with a with a uh, a thick leather band on it, and uh, you you'll want to uh, put a bullet hole through it somehow. But it is not the same hat from Impossible Astronaut. Not at all. No, no, totally different, no different style, different color, uh, different band. And that one hasn't been positively ID'd yet either. What's up? I mean, geez, I mean, all the Amy and Clara people, they're on it like the week of. You find out all these name brands and then here hey, we go. Hey, hey, come on, man. Come on. Wait until we get into season 7B. We know some stuff there. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> we can't be bothered with hats. And hey, we were suspenders. just giving you quarter of an inch like difference on the braces here. <laughs> like, in fact, the, the label on the hat just says one brown khaki hat with bullet hole. <laughs> <laughs> 
So, uh, and it was behind, it was actually, it was in a plastic bag at the DWE and like behind uh, a rope. So I couldn't get uh, to look the other side and, and see the brand of it, unfortunately. Plastic, I did try. Plastic bag? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah it wasn't even the, out on display. It was just like trussed up. Yeah, there's a there's a there's a there's a rack of there's a, there's a little section at the DWE now that's um, has a video playing interviewing Howard Burden mm-hmm. uh, about the costumes, mm-hmm. and then it has like a, a little fake costume section, and then there's a rack of costumes, uh, and they're all in plastic bags with the with the label from from the episode and stuff on them, uh, and uh, you know just to show this is what the costume department does and. Uh, and the hat is is on the end of the is on the end of the rack or was on the end of the rack. Who knows if it's still there? But yeah, you know, I bet if we were to just go in there and start ripping open the bags, we probably have a clean like five, maybe seven minutes before we got thrown out. <laughs> oh yeah, have, and have you <laughs> seen the guys who work in there? They're, no, they're all weedy nerds just like us. So, <laughs> <laughs> so we could take them. Is what you're saying? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Okay, so one runs interference, the other two rip open things, take photos, and write down notes. <laughs> so and then we'll all escape in the TARDIS. Nice, nice. So, so basically, you don't even have to take them. We could probably distract them with Doctor Who talk, is what you're saying. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I noticed an inconsistency in episode four. <laughs> All right. Well, as I yeah, I remember when uh, the episode photos were leaking um, before any of this had aired. We were there was almost a sigh of relief for a minute that there wasn't any drastic costume changes because I feel like we were all doing kind of a catch up with the the expensive G stars and the whole WB Shetland Tweed. I'm sorry, W Bill Shetland Tweed and the uh, the various bow ties and what three different shirts and it was it was a lot to kind of you know assess because it was a great costume. I love the season six costume, but um, and then. And suddenly we get season 7B, and it was like, all bets are off. Yeah, we pretty much got costume Rick rolled. <laughs> um, and it was a bit of a fake out, because in uh, in the first episode with where, you know, we get the clean, the new titles, and the new TARDIS, and Clara's really more or less taking off as a companion, although it's not technically our Clara yet, uh, he has that sort of Dickinson um, uh, snowman yeah, costume. Dickinson. Is that called Sandra Dickinson? Dickinson? <laughs> David Dickinson? Bruce, Bruce Dickinson? As the dish of the day? What? Um, <laughs> um, but uh, no, you know, he, he gets this very period costume, which, you know, looking at it does feel like a fusion of like the first like three doctors to me. Um, but uh, I, this looks interesting because it's like, wow, it's a neat costume, but oh my gosh, like putting that thing together has got to be uh, a little bit tricky. <laughs> yeah. Well, and the whole thing is is one hundred percent custom made, so uh, there's no there's no off the shelf items there at all. Um, um, I, so, um, well, let's let's break this down for people who um, who might be wondering. I'll of course post some photos, but uh, we're looking at a uh, kind of a dingy top hat, um, a uh, a frock coat with a very cool fleece shawl collar. Uh, and some neato uh, frog closures that I thought was a nice touch, but you don't even really see them that well in the episode. Uh, and then you got a velvet waistcoat. Uh, we have a striped shirt. Um, I can't quite make out the necktie. I guess it looks like a black necktie. And uh, some houndstooth trousers that look somewhat reminiscent of the season five trousers. And uh, it looks like brown versions of the theatrical footwear boots. That pretty much breaks it down. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, he's got he has the. Uh, uh, I can't. I can't remember if it's a double or a single Albert um, watch chain uh, with a it's with a little double, penny right? fob. It's the double. I yeah. think it's the double. Yeah. yeah. Um, and um, 
I mean, there's a lot of just great details. Uh, he does later on uh, wear the bow tie in the episode, um, which is the same bow tie that is in Nightmare and Silver. Um, and there's a cool um, marled uh, colored uh, scarf that he wears at one point as well um, with the, with this costume. Mm-hmm. But I um, actually love this costume. Yeah, it's really it's really fantastic. I mean, the the coat and, and the details on on the whole thing and the the, the braiding um, on the frog clasps and on the and on the uh, wrists and on the edging of the uh, of the of the waistcoat it all matches is all the same is all the same braiding and it's all really uh, really intricately done and, and beautiful and hmm. um, yeah I, I love this costume as well the um, the the boots are the uh, brown theatrical bootmaker um, brogues, uh, wingtip brogues, um, which are really uh, fantastic as well. It took yeah. this great like two tone effect where um, the main kind of body of the shoe is a lighter brown, and then the broguing details like the toe and um, the, the the lacing area. Uh, you can tell I'm not a shoemaker. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the 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 bit on the heel. Um, they're all done in this like darker brown, hmm. and it gives this really unique but like super cool look to it i see so it's double doubling the brown two different shades of brown exactly mm-hmm. yeah okay. yeah and uh he uh spoiler alert for uh five minutes time when we're talking about this but um it's the same pattern that he has for the um the purple boots that he wears in um in season 7b where uh it still has the the kind of the dark brown areas but instead of a light brown it's this beautiful purple leather hmm uh, yeah, the difference about those boots is that they both have a different broguing detail on uh, on the toes. Uh, just the toes. Just, just the, toes. the toes. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Now, if I wanted a pair of either of these boots, could I still go th- through? Uh, I know uh, was it not directly to theatrical shoe shoemakers, but through Steve Ricks, and uh, could I say I want the brown ones? Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> you <have to> ask <laughs> Steve. <laughs> well, you guys, uh, you guys got the purple ones. Yes, we okay. do. Yeah, All right. we do. Uh, well, at least one part of the costume, albeit for um, uh, a good price point, is uh, is handleable. So uh, when I look at the trousers, though, they really do look. They remind me of the season five trousers. I know they're not Topshop, but um, I guess these are just what more more. I don't know wool fabric they source from someplace else other than W Bill and toss them together. Yep. Okay. That's all we know about. It. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah I mean, we know cool trousers. They're 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 not. Um... They almost look like the the way that the legs are cut. They look more like um, almost skinny jeans they than do. than they would necessarily be if they were like straight up Victorian. True, um, mm-hmm. but they're kind of quite high waisted as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, um, um, and and <clears throat> and they most likely uh, have uh, suspenders, uh, and uh, with bu- they most likely have button suspenders actually on the inside. So they're they're really the the cut of them is really cool. Um, the way that the way that they're cut like skinny jeans, but with with a high waist. They're for a while actually. Levi's was doing these five uh, twenties, mm-hmm. and and they remind me almost exactly of the pair of five twenties that I have, and I, uh, which I I love. So um, yeah, they're they're really cool with and the roll at the bottom and. But um, but yeah, they're they're wool pant um, that did not and the wool did not come from Wville. That's what we know. So. <sighs> We need to find their secondary wool source. Um, yeah. Uh, but I, I really dig the coat because the coat is like this strange fusion of Pertwee and Hartnell to me. Um, yeah. Uh, and it's a cool like moleskin. Uh, I think it's a moleskin. Um, uh, I got pretty close to it. And um, it, it, it was 
worn so um you could see the nap on it so um and so it, it does it, it's like a wool, uh, a moleskin or a, or or maybe even a, a fleece type hmm. uh, yeah yeah and it's interesting to see because I'm, I'm looking at the publicity photo and you're right the the color here is reading way different than how it looks on screen or how it looks even in the uh, the set photos that i've seen where it's way darker but yeah even the general shape of it though actually is also reminding me of uh, the davison coat which is kind of neat but um yeah it's it's almost like a like a mashup of uh, a pertwee coat and a davison coat yeah mm-hmm <laughs> Yeah, as I said, this this definitely feels um, like the Jackson Lake, like a nice, gentle blend of doctors, previous doctors, which I like a lot. I'm looking at the uh, the Christmas um, snowman. I'm looking at the snowman portrait. You're saying the colors are not uh, right on this, right? No, it's really orange. Um, and the uh, so this because this is the best color reference I've seen of the vest, but you're saying that's wrong. Yeah, the color the vest is way too rust colored in that picture. Yeah, I mean it's very it's so dark in the show you can barely tell what color it is. I mean I know it's been an issue on the thread which I don't want to beat to death, but it does seem like it's a very dark something. It's not black. It's purple. Yeah, it is, so it is a purple. Yeah, it's purple. So it's like a reddish purple. Yeah, it's at no. the it's oh, it's at the DWE. Okay. Yeah, I mean it's I wouldn't even say reddish purple. I'd say just like blackish purple. Blackish yeah. purple. Yeah, there's no red in it at all. Yeah. It is it is purple. So more of a bluish purple. Well, I mean, purple as a color either leans red or blue, and I'm just wondering which way are you leaning before you go really dark with it. Yeah, but it's like right in the middle. I'm yeah, yeah, trending in either direction there. Hmm. Yeah, right. it's like it's it's probably like as true a purple as you're gonna get, and then you start moving into the darkness of it. The dark, the dark purple. The okay. darkness. Yeah, I mean, I could pull a pantone reference for you. If you I want. believe in a thing called love. Um. Well, let's. Uh... Interesting. Very... I'm still, I'm still sick. I couldn't hit the note, and then real, it really depresses me that I tried to. Single breasted with that neat trim and and uh, the, uh, I don't know what you call that, kind of like a little mini collar right at the break. Um, and uh, it looks like a gold. Uh, you said double watch chain. Yeah, and it has um, gold metal buttons on it as well. Uh, oh, the waistcoat. Yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but that, I mean, you know, for a determined costume maker, that is not terribly hard to to facsimilate. I think. No, um, I think the only thing you'd have trouble with is really is is finding the exact trim. Yeah, but yeah, but, but I mean, you can find it close enough for sure. There's easy. Yeah, I mean, it's it's, it's 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 easy enough to do. Like, a, I I would say like pretty easy to do a seventy percent version of this. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. As I, as I tilt my head in the air, stick my nose up, and uh, <laughs> go at my costume snob. Yeah, I actually think the hardest part is getting the shirt fabric and the trouser fabric. Um, yeah, I'd say so. I mean, you know, of the whole costume, seventy percent of the whole costume. You saying you in? Uh, I was meaning like for the for the waistcoat. Ah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think I think you know, like like with all costumes, it's it's easy get to um you know a certain percentage but if you're going for like 100 percent, then i think like the, the those materials are really tough tough to track down yeah but at least it's a solid and you're going for a dark color and that makes it all the easier in, in velvet i think i'm it, yeah to, to me it's more about the buttons and the trim to really put it over um not to say you wouldn't be going through a lot of swatches of velvets to try to get the one that's just right but i think you could get something yeah. pretty well in the ballpark yeah, and this one also has like a really nice kind of like textured, like worn look to it as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, does he wear this shirt anywhere else? No, no, just this one. Oh, just a one-off. Yeah, I dig the hat too. Um, even though, yet again, it's like this totally weathered Ebenezer Scrooge hat, and totally custom made. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. That, it's a it's a it's a really custom hat, and it's it's the the hat is strange. It looks different sizes at different times. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not as big as it looks on screen mm-hmm. or in the promo shots. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and it's it's really cool because it's it's actually two tones. So underneath is is a lighter color than on top, um, and uh, it is really like weathered and broken in and and everything. And uh, it's it's beautiful. Hmm. I I I'm a huge fan of this of this costume and and wish I could uh, put the whole thing together. But yeah, <laughs> but, but baby steps. Yeah, first yeah. things first. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It remains on the wish list. Um, all right. Well. Uh, anyway, it's uh, it is approachable for for people who are I think you know into into making stuff or if they wanted to commission it through, um, you know whatever Baron Boutique or Cosplay Sky or something. It's just a matter of how close are you going to get some of the fabrics. As always, really. Yeah. Um, all right. So Bells of Saint John. Um, wow. Premiering the ah uh, the cashmere frock, which I know you that both. That was nice. Know. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> Which I know you both know quite a, a bit about, actually. You and you talk. You talk about the purple cashmere frock because you 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 got oh, it you first. Talk. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I think we we were we were lucky uh, early on tracking down um, W Bill, who are this fabulous like tweed warehouse in London, um, who supplied the um, the tweeds for the season five and the season six jackets. If you've been following along with these podcasts. So they were the first door to knock on um, to see if they'd supplied the uh, the tweet for this jacket. And fortunately for us, they had. Um, the only snag is that it is a tweed made out of cashmere. And while it is quite possibly the softest fabric I've ever touched in my entire life, quite possibly the softest surface, mm-hmm. um, it is astronomically expensive. You, you can lay it on us. Uh, how, how expensive is it, Ewan? Uh, I actually just block it out from my brain every time I learn it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, as do I. I can't remember how much. I can't. I, I, yeah, I think I like remember how much I paid like, for it. It's like between like four and five hundred bucks a, uh, a meter, right? Oof. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you're you're kind of like even even for a high end costume, you're maxing out your budget just buying the fabric for this. Like, not even not even having a coat made. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're looking at you're looking at seventeen hundred dollars just for the just for the fabric i yeah now that's at least including the shipping to get it here from england right no <laughs> man. no oh. oh man that's how much i paid buying it at w bill when i was there in april oh right i forgot you were you actually bought it right over the counter wow yes yeah, yeah. Uh, didn't yeah. you say they they almost weren't going to sell it to you because they were kind of like you know keeping it for the BBC? Well, yeah, there's a there's a story there. Uh, uh, in that, um, I mean, well, you just told the story, but uh, but yeah, I got in. I got <laughs> in, <again>, Stephen. <laughs> I got in, and and uh, the story the story was was that uh, Howard Burden had called a day or two before I got there and requested that the whole role uh, be reserved for him. Uh, the whole the rest of the role. Uh, and when I was there, they tried calling him uh, to let him know that I wanted to purchase some and yada yada. And uh, and he wasn't returning any of their calls, so they sold me some anyway. Um, but uh, basically, they're not allowed to sell any more of it. Uh, and the only reason they sold it to me is because they knew I was... I, I think I, I had contacted them before... I went over there, and so I'd been sort of in touch with with Ray mm-hmm. um, at W Bill a bit beforehand. So um, because I had been talking to them, they just 
you know, they're like, well, you're here and you've been talking to us, so, so we'll sell it to you. But we're not, we're actually, they're not actually allowed to sell any more of it. So, and I assume that's because they, because now that you know, now they need to make uh, one or two coats for whoever Matt Smith regenerates into. Of course, no, I, I totally understand it. And let's face it, I mean, how many people could even afford that? I mean, I know you guys got it, uh, Steve Ricks got it, and uh, let me tell you, I looked at the tag and the names on it were. Were Howard Burton, Stephen Ricks, Ewan Anderson, Stephen Prescott. <laughs> wow! So you were the only three fans to get the fabric. Oh my god! Yeah. Okay. Um. Wow. And I thought I spent a lot on my costumes. Um. Yeah. You guys. You guys take the cake. Yeah. yeah I had to do some horrible things to get that money. <laughs> I don't even want to talk about it. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> you know how many cars I had to wash to get that money. <laughs> I'm sure every time you put it on, it's like you just kind of pet the fabric and go, it was worth it. It was all worth yeah. it. <laughs> I just wear it around the house. You know. <laughs> uh, now, now, two two uh, features about this coat. Um, one is that uh, no buttons, but a lot of buttonholes. Yeah. Uh, am I right? It's like six or seven buttonholes per side. I mean, I'm counting, obviously, the notches in the lapels as it goes up. Yeah, yeah. So there's um, there's definitely like six on uh the top or sorry like uh three on the uh the lapel and three below and it looks like there's a seventh right on the fold i'm never 100 percent sure it would make sense because it would be perfectly spaced Uh to have one there but i keep seeing like one picture looks like it does have it one picture looks like it doesn't so i don't know if there's like if it's Definitely there, definitely isn't there, or if it's there on one and not there on the other one. Uh, that's where they could trick you out. You don't know. Yeah. Um, and I, I dig the, uh, it's what is that, purple cord collar. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a purple corduroy. Um, beautiful color. Really hard color to match in a corduroy. Mm-hmm. The, the, the stuff that Stephen and I used uh, on our jackets was uh, custom dyed to match the, uh, uh, to, to match the, the tweed. Um, but it came out looking really nice. I was really happy with it. Yeah, no, it, it looks great. And um, and I'm sorry to be <laughs> to get into minutia. There are buttons on the jacket, but only on the cuffs. Four buttons each uh, sleeve. And I mean, it, it's just a lot of neat detail. I like that it's it's very classic, but yet it's still modern. You know, it's not a, a true classic period frock coat. It's like this slightly modernized kind of frock coat. The details on it are really nice, and and the little uh, you know the. The, the non buttonhole buttonholes mm-hmm. um, are kind of cool. There's 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 an interesting story here uh, about this coat um, and that uh, about the the collar actually because you're asking uh, you were talking about the that you and had to actually dye it to match it. Um, so uh, the the collar was the first thing. Well, rumor has it uh, the collar was the first thing that Howard Burden actually found. Mm-hmm. Uh, was this corduroy. Um, and he wanted to make waistcoats out of it, but there wasn't enough to make waistcoats out of it, so it ended up being the collar of the coat. Um, and everything else, uh, of every other part of the costume, he's matched to that collar. <laughs> uh, sure, I can believe it. Yeah, Purple is it, very much the watchword for this season. Okay, now the trousers are still the uh, sort of the, the mute, uh, crushed black um, G-Stars. Yeah, and... oddly, yeah, oddly they kept those. They kept the the, the G stars the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which again, like they must have, they must have had to like buy a bunch of them earlier on because I think by the time they'd even start filming the season, those were starting to dry up in stores. 
Yeah, I figured it. As a matter of fact, just for fun, I sat down a few weeks ago thinking, hmm, if I had to put together a season six or seven costume right now, how much would it cost me? And I just went, yep, I'm glad I'm not pursuing this right now. And then you just revised <laughs> my estimate with the, because uh, I thought the fabric was slightly cheaper than you said. And I'm like, oh my God, like I, you know, and I have spent, I've spent, you know, obviously high amounts on Tom Baker and Colin Baker and Davis and stuff. But I just go, yeah, I, I'm, my sanity is saved by stopping at season five. I am. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but it's a beautiful costume and I'm definitely jealous because that's a fabulous coat. But back to this, the waistcoat. Now, I thought it was just, I, you know, I never studied it, but I'm looking at it going, ah, oh, it's, it's a dark gray waistcoat. It doesn't look all that fancy. And then I saw some better photos. I'm like, oh my God, there's like all kinds of things going on in this fabric that I didn't know about. Um, yeah, the waistcoat is deceptively simple. Like, it looks like a gray waistcoat when you're just, you know, kind of like watching the show. And you're like, oh, okay, cool. But um, it's actually this beautiful kind of like grayish mauve color. Mm-hmm. Um, again, it's it's trending to the purple end of the scale. Mm-hmm. Um, it has this kind of subtle weave on it as well. So it's it's like by the time you kind of dig in a little bit, it's, it's way more complicated than... Uh, than than you'd think and again like an easy piece to get a close enough mm-hmm. to but that that fabric man that's the uh i, I believe it's a, a brocade is how is what you would call the uh is what you would call the uh is, is what you call the pattern on it <laughs> friends uh but uh it, it, yeah, you, so you could get it you can get it close enough but the 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 pattern that is on it is so interesting and unique um, that uh, it's it, it's kind of it, it's just out there to look at it. It changes color. I mean, we've seen so many different pictures of it, and in some colors, it in, in some pictures it looks a dark gray, uh, or uh, and in some pictures it looks almost lavender. Uh, and uh, you know, again, the 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 high res promo pictures um are super. Uh, color corrected um, and obviously there's a lot of light being blasted on this costume when the, when the pictures are taken mm-hmm. um, but it just has all of these different colors sort of woven into it and um, uh, it look this super high res and, and look really closely at it it's just uh, the, the so many so much going on uh, on that vest and it's crazy yeah yeah uh, and and yet again, this is not this is not an easy uh, find. I'm, I'm not even sure. Yeah, I'm I'm actually scratching my head to think if someone told me today, hey, I I need this vest and help me find it. Even I'd be like, oh yeah, yeah, like um, without going just close enough. Even I'm like, uh, I, I know the basic fabric stores I try, but the chances of finding this or something reasonably close is really a long shot. Yeah, you won't. Yeah. <laughs> it's just yeah. Yeah, it's uh but the good thing about uh so <clears throat> I know you're looking at the 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 Hybros promo pick, but he actually doesn't wear the waistcoat in Bells of St. John. Yeah. Uh oh. Oh, that's right. He's waistcoatless in Bells of St. John. Yeah. yeah. Right. So so they, they, there's a couple of goofs in these pictures and I think um we're we're pretty confident that what happens is they just have him in one afternoon, they just kind of dress him up for for each episode mm-hmm. um like i i don't think these are taken like on set or even you know close to the time mm-hmm. uh, uh so so yeah there, there, there's several goofs between like what he wears on the set and then what he wears in these high-res promo pictures gotcha um this would be the first yeah <laughs> 
So yeah, I mean, and the nice thing about that is Bells and John, you actually kind of get a nice look at uh, a nice look at the shirt and a nice look at the braces. Um, the suspenders are, uh, we think, the ones from Asylum of the Daleks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and those nice gray blue stripies again. Uh, and this is the brand new shirt that makes its debut um, to return a few times. Uh, nope, no. Nope. Only episode that he wears it in. Yep. So wait a Burden! <laughs> so how many? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Uh, how many uh, new shirts come into play in season seven B? Belzus and John. Then there's the Rings of Akaten that's also in Crimson Horror. There's Cold War that's also in Journey to the Center of the Tardis. There's Hyde. There's Nightmare and Silver. And then there's uh, Name of the Doctor. Six. Yeah. And Six if, out of eight. Wait, and if we count the Snowman, is that seven? That's seven. Yep. And then if you count the anniversary special, that's eight. Whoopee! All right. Um, So I'm noticing a trend that a lot of these shirts tend to be, uh, we're still keeping with basically stripy shirts. Um, It's not like they're getting terribly funky. Mm -hmm. Uh, I mean, for the most part, there's very subtle details on each of them. It's not kind of like straight up stripes. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I mean, to, you know, for the most part. Um, all right, so he he has that now. Is this also a brand new bow tie in Bells of St. John? Yes, indeed. Yes, it is. <laughs> another another beautiful brand new one. So it's uh, it's this nice kind of woven um, purple color mm-hmm. again with the purple mm-hmm. uh, with these kind of like um, it's almost like twigs or coral embroidered in a uh, in a, a golden color on there. We haven't come up with a good standard shorthand for some of these ties yet, have we? Like, you know, how the Aztec key tie is, is referred to. Yeah, I hate six. people calling it the Aztec key tie. But right? we all know what we're talking about. I, yeah. no, I don't know what the Aztec key tie is. Drives me crazy. <laughs> <laughs> we're calling this the branches Oh, you mean tie, the blue one with the kind of I or H design in it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that one hasn't caught on yet. I need to think of something better. So, I'm sorry, Stephen. We're calling this the branch tie? Is that what you're saying? I think so. I okay. think that's what we're calling it. Yeah, because it, it basically because the little details on it look like branches. I'll sign off on that. Branch tie, got it done. Um, now, how many bow ties for season seven B? Uh. So you're <laughs> again. Um, so there's uh, Belzus and John that he also wears in Journey to the Center of the Tardis. There's Rings of Akaten that he also wears in Hyde. There's Cold War that he only wears in Cold War. There's, uh, oh, he wears uh, the um, branch one in uh, Crimson Horror again, sorry. Yeah. Um, there's the Nightmare in Silver tie, which he also wears in The Snowman. Yeah. And there's the Name of the Doctor tie that he only wears in Name of the Doctor. And, and 50th anniversary? New tie. Uh, another brand new one. Okay, so five and six with anniversary. Wow. Oh, man. And we thought it was bad with, like, three new shirts and ties. Okay. Um, I know. I know. Well, the, the, the cool thing that, that I like about this is it's it's a very kind of, like, bakery thing, whereas, like, you know, kind of Tennant had two suits and a bunch of different ties. Mm-hmm. You know, whereas Tom Baker, like, depending on the serial, he'd be wearing this completely different, like, mismatch of, uh, mishmash of, like, costumes from, like, a chunk from one earlier season and then one thing you maybe don't see again, then a different shirt or different shoes. Like, you know, he never had a uniform. Um, and this feels like, you know, yeah, he's always got the same jacket, but you know, it, it, it gets switched up enough mm-hmm. that I like it as a viewer and as a, you know, costume fanatic drives me crazy. 
Right, because it was simpler in season five and even season six, and now here we are with the... Well, we're finally de- into an area where you can call the costume not a costume. It's now it feels like clothes that he's mixing yeah. and matching. How yeah. long for the days of season five? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All you needed was uh, two Paul Smith shirts and a couple of bow ties, and you were done. <laughs> I, re- I even remember when season six was done, I was like, three shirts? Come on! <laughs> Um, yes, good, fair point. Um, now, and you're right with Baker that it's it's uh, it's a silhouette, it's a look, but it's not a uniform. Uh, yeah, I mean, same kind of thing with Pertwee as well. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, he he had his style and he had his key pieces, and he would like swap it up quite a lot. Mm-hmm, exactly, but it was still velvet jacket, frilled shirt, dark dark slacks. There you go, yeah, and a cape if possible. So, uh, custom made shirts, custom bow ties, um, all uh, elements sourced from the UK. We still don't know where. Um, uh, I think that's covering the bulk of St. John. Uh, let's move on to. But we should we should actually note on the shirt. Uh, there's yeah. a couple there's a couple details about this shirt sure. that are that are new. Sure. Um, so uh, it has French cuffs, uh, and it does not have a tabbed collar. Okay. Um, as opposed to the um, so, and the thing is, is that uh, the the shirts this season went between the two. So there are some shirts that actually have the tab collar and the mitered cuffs, uh, like uh, ser- series six and series seven A, uh, and there are a couple shirts that actually have French cuffs and do not have the tabbed collar. Okay, so uh, and it's more of a looser, floppier collar going on. So this is the first of those shirts. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Um, so then, moving on to the rings of Akaton or Akaton. Um, Sorry, probably my least favorite episode of the season. For the rings <laughs> Thank you for that. Um, oh, I thought you'd enjoy it. Yes, yes. Um, so, uh, what's what's new for this episode? Yeah, so uh, he's finally wearing the uh, the waistcoat that we were talking about. Um, he has his nice uh, double Albert uh, watch chain again um, that we were mentioning earlier from the snowman. Uh, and then this is where he uh, he has a, a new shirt again. Um, I think this one is uh, God. I forgot what cuffs are on this one. I think this one is also French cuffs, no tab. Yeah, yeah, right. You're so right. French, it's, it's French, yeah, French, no tab cuff. And, and yeah, French cuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's kind of a uh, brown and blue stripy shirt. Um, and then uh, the bow tie is this kind of, uh, it's like a dark brown background with these little kind of chevron details on it. I, I remember this one, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's the same one that he wears in Hyde. Mm-hmm. So that was the one, that, like, that very first promo picture that we got to see of the Doctor and Clara together. Mm-hmm. It's the bow tie he's wearing in that shot. Mm-hmm. Uh, is there anything funky about the bow ties this season? Are they particularly more narrow or wide or anything weird like that? No, they look to be pretty much the same pattern, right? Yeah, they are. They de- they definitely they definitely look to be the same pattern. Um, these the ties from Rings uh, and the tie from uh, Cold War are uh, much thinner and floppier, though. Uh, the, so the, the size is the same and the pattern is the same, but the the fabric on them is thinner, and so they they lay in a bit more floppy way. I don't know how how else to describe it. It's just sort of the 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 they're, the the tie in bells and the tie in um, uh, in nightmare and snowman is much more uh, is much more stiff and structured. Hmm. Yeah, they look yeah. they they look like they have much less interfacing in them. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically, and I, and I know in Cold War it got like sopping wet, so um, that only makes it worse. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. 
but very yeah, the, the Cold War one's definitely kind of like uh, wilting quite a lot in that episode. <laughs> but it, it holds because the whole thing feels like an ode to Troughton, so it's like one other Troughton-esque <laughs> thing they can do. Yeah. Um, so, uh, da, 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 da. so okay, so purple boots, bells, uh, in rings, do we still have the same purple boots? Same purple boots. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, is there anything else about bell? or sorry, rings, rings, bells. Is there anything else about rings? Gosh, do you wonder if they planned that? Um, if, uh, <laughs> <laughs> is, is there anything else of note in rings? Uh, well, prop wise um the doctor makes clara give up her mother's ring uh mm-hmm. as a, a item of uh, emotional importance when he still has amy's glasses with him <laughs> seconds later and he won't give up his son that is a prop detail for you mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. very good point <laughs> um i guess that might be moffat's subtle way of doing what rtd did when rose left and you know all tenant would do is talk about rose to martha Mm. Mm. I know. Uh, righty, Cold War. Yeah, Stephen, drop. I'm up. Okay, uh, so Cold War. Um, he has uh, another shirt, and it's this. It's a. It's a blue uh, and sort of orangey red striped shirt. Um, and uh, his tie is uh, uh, a bluish brown with with small like circular detail on it uh and uh but everything else is everything else is the same so he just changes Uh-oh. his shirt and his tie up right uh he wears Elvis sunglasses oh that's right he does wear i forgot about that see what? that's what you put me on the spot um he wears the black boots from series <laughs> from series Ooh. six uh and he wears them with extra long laces uh wrapped around the top and i'm assuming this is because he did not want to get his um pretty purple boots uh soaking wet uh, the broguing probably would not have been good being covered in all that water, uh, so they wore the so he wore the black boots and tied them up tight so water water wouldn't get in his uh, get too too much into his boots. So so a fun fact about brogues is um, that's actually one of the reasons that they were invented for um, uh, people being out on the moors um, um, in the uh, in the bygone days of uh, old Ingiland. Um, and they punched the uh, the brogues in them, uh, the holes in the in the shoes, uh, to give the water somewhere to drain out of um, after they'd been uh, out getting soaking wet on the moors. Interesting. Huh. That's not what they're used for anymore, and the the you know holes don't go through. But that's that's the uh, the origin of it. So if they'd been that has re- nothing to do with the episode, obviously. Absolutely. But that's a fun, fun historical fact for the family. I like it. I hope that's true. Now I should look that up. <laughs> uh, well, it still sounds good. Hide, hide was the first episode that we actually saw them shooting, um, and the first promo pics of Matt Smith and Jenna Louise Coleman were taken from Hide, uh, uh, and he wears um, uh, another striped shirt um and uh um, this one's kind of like a, a pink and gray kind of dealy yes exactly yeah yeah it's uh um alternating uh uh thick pink and white gray stripes with uh with smaller stripes um and um purple waistcoat uh i think he wears the uh he wears the purple boots in this Right. No, he wears the black. No, he wears the black one. boots in this one, and that's one yeah. of the other goofs in the uh, in the costume pictures. Right. Um, 
was that they uh, in the portraits they did of him, he's wearing the purple boots. When um, in the filming pictures that that we got like way back in July of last year, you can see he's wearing the black ones. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if like they they maybe like weren't ready yet or you know whatever reason that he was wearing stuck with the black ones. I remember seeing that and being like, oh thank God, I don't have to buy new boots. <laughs> Famous last words. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So, uh, yeah, um, what was I going to say? It sounds like, I mean, at least for these for like first four or so episodes, it's just a big old swap on shirts and bow ties. And, uh, I pretty much just continues. <laughs> and, right. Obviously. But it yeah. seems like you start to get repetition with journey and then, yeah. um, and then more or less he's, he's sticking with the, uh, the purple boots. Um, and luckily the, the trousers and coat are more or less staying the same. Uh, well, hmm. well, yeah, we'll keep yeah. going. Yeah. It's a lot. There's a lot of change up. Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah. Um, yeah. now when, when does the, uh, the velvet waistcoat come back into play? Uh, it well, does not. Let's, let's, let's keep, let's keep yeah. it. In okay. All right. All right. All right. Yeah, yeah. Journey, yeah, yeah. Let's move don't, on don't, to don't get too excited. Let's, let's, let's talk journey. <laughs> we'll go to journey to the center of the TARDIS. Yeah. Um, so Journey's an interesting episode because he uh, swaps out the G-Stars for the um, wool pants from the Snowman. Oh, okay. It's the, the first time we see those ones coming back. Which is funny because the whole ensemble kind of looks kind of ridiculous together, but also completely amazing. Okay. Like, I, I really dig this look for him. And it's the first time we see him recycling a couple of things. Like, he wears the, uh, the branch bow tie from Bells of St. John. Um, he wears the same shirt from Cold War. And uh, he actually wears the uh, brown, light brown boots from the snowman as well in this episode. Oh, okay. All right. So we're back to the brown boots. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Indeed, we are. <laughs> so yeah, there, there, there's just there's no there's no holding off. Howard Burden is just swapping it up all over the place. All over the place. Uh, you, you can tell that while I was somewhat aware of these things, I was not watching like a hawk. Unlike when I'm watching like uh, you know um, a Tom Baker or a Pertwee or Peter Davis, an episode where half the time I'm just studying the costume. And <laughs> it's kind of refreshing that I was watching Doctor Who without overanalyzing the costume. Um, and I, don't know what, I have no idea what that's like. <laughs> <laughs> Again, it's it's called the comfort of knowing I'm not going to actually put this together. But uh, then, you know, now the laugh's on me. We're talking about it now, and a lot of people remember my promise that I'm, you know, I'm going to keep it, but uh, that I'm going to do the season seven breakdown. Um, very soon for DW cosplay, and now I'm like, great. Now I've got a. I'm going to be re-listening to this podcast. I'm going to be writing to you guys. I'm going to be just. I'm going to be a Matt Smith fool for about the next two weeks, just putting together a breakdown. We'll sort you out. Don't worry about it. We'll sort all you out. This stuff. And yeah. It's far more. It's far more extensive than uh, uh, certainly the season six or season five, in my opinion. But uh, yeah. Okie doke. All right. So where do we live? Journey to the center of the TARDIS. Uh, is there anything else I need to know before we move to um, Crimson Horror? Uh, the uh, the gray mauve waistcoat has um, slightly different buttons on this episode. <laughs> they swapped out the buttons. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Uh. It seems like they uh, they made a couple of those waistcoats, and um, some have one set of buttons, and some have a completely different set of buttons. I I, I believe that the other thing that Howard Burden is really great at, aside from uh, finding things that no one else will find, is finding the last of things. Yes. <laughs> Uh, so making uh, obviously they make multiples of everything, right? You know, uh, uh, probably not the shirts, but at least they make multiples of of the waistcoats and the and the uh, and the frock coats, and uh, it it's pretty obvious that they made multiples of this waistcoat, but only had 
uh, uh, only had two sets of buttons that were completely different. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, yeah. These are uh, in this episode. I think that they're more of like a, a plain horn, uh, round horn button. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whereas they're much more decorative uh, in the in the the waistcoat that you see in uh, in uh, Rings of Akaten and Hyde. This also gives me a nice place to actually like find the line because I'm like I am not doing two of those waistcoats with different buttons. <laughs> right. <laughs> Uh, the one thing I'll say that is good about the waistcoat is it's a very uh, simple style and cut. You know, it's nothing fancy in terms of a collar. It's actually very uh, more modern than a lot of the other waistcoats he tends to wear. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, you know, basic two pocket. It looks at least in, once you've sussed whatever fabric you're going to do, the actual you know making of it is not going to be terribly difficult in terms of uh, figuring out your pattern. Um, so one small one small thing anyway yeah yeah um and and there's weird things that you can see like you can see you know a lots of details in it uh, in journey of the center of the tardis to really um looking at the pattern and, and how the back uh the back clasp is and things like that so, mm. so it does it does have the you know the the ribbon in the back like most modern waistcoats have so. right and it's not funky like the tom baker waistcoat where it's got half a ribbon and nothing else not that I noticed, but now I need to go back and look. <laughs> I don't think so. No. That's a very Tom detail. I don't know. Yeah. It is a very Tom detail. Even I was looking at that guy going, wait a minute. <laughs> you yeah. can't adjust that thing. And yep, that's how it is. So um, anyway, um, all right. So now we're on to the, the variant costume number two in the Crimson Horror. My sigh was because how much I love the Crimson Horror costume and will never be able to replicate it. Uh, okay interesting fabrics um, are a bitch is very much on topic for this uh, pretty much yeah yeah <laughs> we didn't get like really good promo pictures from the crimson horror that was the most annoying thing about this season is that we uh the first like what was it like four episodes they had these fabulous like costume shots of just kind of like nice full-length high-res pictures of all of the doctor's ensembles mm-hmm. um and then just like episode five they just stopped doing it I kind of noticed that. Super annoying. Yeah. Um, but they, the, the, the annoying thing is that they have them. Yeah, they would show up elsewhere. Yeah, they'd sh- yeah, exactly. But uh, they weren't releasing them to press or whatever. It's three-piece uh, frock coat, uh, which is very similar uh, to the to the purple frock coat, except it does have buttons. It's a little bit more um, yeah, utilitarian um, and, and wearable uh, a lot of the details on the back are uh, a little bit different as well yeah um and uh the waistcoat um is more along the lines of the uh of the velvet waistcoat except it does have a uh, uh a v bottom to it um yes. mm-hmm. uh he's wearing pants that are cut uh pretty much just like the snowman pants mm-hmm. uh they're styled uh, exactly like that um brown snowman boots um he has a silver single uh, single chain uh, watch chain with a with a uh, a cool silver uh, fob on it. Um, the shirt is the Rings of Akaten shirt. The tie is the Bells of Saint John branches tie, uh, and he does wear a bowler. And it's a really interesting bowler. the 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 brim is rolled up and and flattened around, uh, so it's uh, it's not it, it's 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 smaller. It's it looks too small for his head, really, but um, it's a bit small, uh, and it has a really flat brim uh, around it. Um, yeah, it's a uh, uh, oh, and the pants actually have uh, suspenders, uh, uh, button suspenders, 
uh, on them as well. So that are under that you can't see, but they're underneath because because they're underneath the waistcoat. But uh, yeah, even the, the the hat, which looks a little again kind of beaten and worn in, like the top hat. Um, and you're right; it's like the brim is. I would almost describe it as shapeless in a way versus what I consider like a traditional rolled uh, bowler brim. You know, a steed bowler brim, anyway. Um, yeah, yeah, but it's it's cool because it kind of fits sort of a, a mild. Um, chaplain-esque kind of thing i think they're kind of going for here mm-hmm. um but yeah no it's it's a very cool look and of course uh the this sort of um i don't know what you call this like is this sort of another dark purple check that he's got going on here yeah it, it looks different in different lights uh-huh. um, it's more of a brown tweed and yet uh sadly not available at w bill not available at w bill no mm. And I'm not even, yeah, like I can think of the wool places I'd go to and trying to match that. I'm like, oh boy, yeah, the minute you're trying to match a pattern like that, you're kind of in trouble. But, yeah, uh, trust me. I have tried. Yeah, I've yeah, looked, right. looked far and wide. Um, I've looked, you know, uh, at so much wool trying to match that. Uh, you know, I think you can find, you can probably, I, I could probably fl- find a close enough, um, or I could find something fairly close, but uh, yeah. And the, it's just that I really, you know, I, I'm sort of a perfectionist when it comes to these things. And, and if I'm going to spend uh, the time and effort to get this three-piece suit put together um, with all of the uh, with all the details, I kind of want I kind of want it to be perfect. I, so. I hear you, but of course, uh, the further away you get from the production of this episode, the harder it'll be to find the real stuff. Oh yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. Oh yeah, this is. Uh, I'm sorry. This this as I've said, this feels like Jackson Lake all over again, <laughs> in terms of yeah. And we did find eventually where all that came from, but albeit too late. So um, that was. I don't know if what's worse, never finding it or finding it too late. I mean, what what would you rather have? I don't know. Um, yeah. The uh, the the third option that would be just as terrible as finding like half a meter of it. Ooh, yeah. But at least you found something you could use. To hopefully one day replicate it. I mean, at least you got like you know what it is. You're not just dependent on on photos. So I would happily actually take that over, not finding it at all. Um, all right, but it is a very cool costume, and I like that he went very period for this. As a matter of fact, I I'm starting to think of this as Matt Smith's Talons of Wing Chiang outfit. Uh, yeah, it's funny. I mean, I made that comparison on another podcast when I was doing a review of it, but uh, I, I I also think that's just because whenever he's in Victorian times, that you get that Talons. You know, you sort of get that talents feel to it. You're right. But, that, there's, uh, there's that too. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I uh, yeah, this episode I thought was was had definitely had a, had a lot of that uh, going on with it. So, mm-hmm. uh, but it's a neat outfit, and I'll be very curious to see if anyone does this at uh, the next Gallifrey. I'm not throwing out to you guys. I mean, anyone in general, because it's just <laughs> one of those. It's just one of those costumes. Like it's neat, but it is a challenge. It's not something you just like throw together out of like the goodwill. I know you were. You, uh, did you just throw down a gauntlet at me? I, no, no, no. That was, I, 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 that's why I tried to quickly back away. Go, no, 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 Stephen. I wasn't trying to gauntlet you. I wasn't trying to. No, I know. All right, Bob. All You're right. already on the road. You're already on the road. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on to Nightmare and Silver. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Nightmare and Silver. What do we got? This is my this is this uh, so I think Journey is it is Ewan's favorite costume from this season, right, Ewan? Oh, I don't know. It's um, it's it's kind of a tie between like I I love the Journey look. Um, I also uh, I also really like like Hyde with the waistcoat, and oh, it's it's tough. It really yeah. is. And I love Bells of St. John because you get like a really good you know 
I don't. Yeah, I, I, I can't choose. This one is Nightmare and Silver is my favorite, uh, aside yeah. from Crimson Horror. Nightmare and Silver is my, hands down my favorite, even though I'm, I didn't love the episode. Yeah, I love the velvet <laughs> waistcoat with with the purple frock. Um, I love the tie that he wears in it, um, which is the, the snowman tie, which has this great floral pattern on it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it's a really bold pattern, and you don't get a lot of it by it being a bow tie, but uh, but it's really nice. Uh, the shirt is uh, is a really subtle uh, uh, blue with with a white pinstripe, um, and it all just it all just comes together for me. I I, I really felt like. Um, because I love the the uh, I I love the the uh, other waistcoat, but I felt like this was this was the the, the look that they kind of were going for, uh, and uh, I, I don't know. I just I just really like the way that it comes together. So um, uh, so he's wearing the like I said, he's wearing the, a velvet waistcoat. Now <laughs> this waistcoat has different buttons from the one in Snowmen, mm. uh, but it is uh, the same velvet. Um, because uh, it has and it has the same trim on it uh, as well. Um, yeah, I love this. I do like how the velvet waistcoat looks with this a lot. You're right. I thought it it read really well. Uh, it, t- it it really tied it together, man. <laughs> it did. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. No, this 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 is a, a really yeah. I I I like this look a lot as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like it when it progresses into uh, the name costume as well. Um, so, uh, I'm sorry, but in Nightmare, it was still the, um, the purple boots, correct? Yes. Okay. Um, so then... Yeah, we we switch back to, uh, purple boots for that one. Okay. And then going into name, it's like, didn't you say it's mostly new stuff again? Yeah, Uh, so it's, uh, well, 50-50. Uh, it's a new shirt, new bow tie. mm Mm-hmm. Um, so he kind of the shirt looks a lot more like simple again like this is nicer and easier to match mm-hmm. um, it's kind of like a, a blue gray kind of almost like a sea gray um, color um, and I think yeah no tab um, I think French oh no this one's mitered cuffs right you know I don't remember I think I it might remember. be mitered I think it, cuffs on this one I think it might be as well. Yeah, because I remember like seeing um, seeing it in the episode and being quite surprised that it was the mitered cuffs instead of the French cuffs. That was what surprised me in Name of the Doctor. <laughs> <laughs> that was the big shock. Um, well, what surprised me is that he's wearing a different waistcoat at the end <laughs> because the scene was shot six months later. Wait, which, which oh the scene in the quote unquote cavern? That scene? No, the scene the scene with John Hurt uh-huh. was shot almost. I don't know, about four or five months after they actually finished the episode. Um, and like, he's wor- you mean just the shot with John Hurt or everything going on with, with uh, Clara and everything with the doubles running by? Everything, the whole thing. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, was shot later, and, and, and uh, he's wearing a different waistcoat. He's wearing the snowman waistcoat because the buttons are different. Oh. So ridiculous. Wow. So ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's kind of an interesting point because this has been brought up online and it's uh, a false rumor that somebody's starting. Not the same waistcoats. Uh, two different waistcoats made of the same fabric. One has one set of buttons, one has the other set of buttons. Right, so yeah. it's not like an intentional thing there. And even if you want to make a thing out of it, this you could say that by being in his own time stream, the doctor can be wearing whatever the heck he wants, really. So. <laughs> Hey right. man, I'm here to talk about costumes, not cover up canon mistakes. Ooh, 
<laughs> I, you know, we have a different podcast for that. Right? Yes, you're right. Uh, actually, uh, Kevin and I did a very special, a very special Costume Station Zero, talking about season seven and our thoughts about everything. And the one thing I did bring up, which this does pertain to costumes here, uh, is how they, uh, you know, it's so funny that the one of the main things I noticed, like you're noticing the French cuffs and, and the mitered cuffs, is how uh, the the Hartnell costume on the double was wrong. And uh, and I made a comment to everyone in the room at the time, and they're like, "Huh?" And I'm like, "No one's gonna care." <laughs> so so there on you the go. Double, on the double, whose back you see? On the double, no, I can't speak for that. Well, it doesn't match Hartnell's in general. I know that, but I'm talking specifically about the double running behind Clara. You can tell the costume's uh, wrong. Okay. Ah, uh, do we? And is, are there any? Because uh, I don't even remember a shot of the watch itself. Like we got in like the lodger um, this season at all. No, uh, I, I I don't know if we've seen a shot of the face. I think we've just seen the band, right? Yeah, I mean, there's there's some you know, t- Time Boy took those shots at at uh, the uh, the filming in Le- in uh, in Trafalgar Square, and you can kind of see the face, but not really. Like you can't make out any details on it. But. Should we talk a little about the fiftieth? What we know about the fiftieth costume? Yeah, absolutely. All right. Um, um, so we're pretty much kind of along the same lines. The uh, purple cashmere coat is back. The um, G-Star jeans are back. Uh, we're going with brown purple brogues again, as you can see from, uh, if you saw that, that great um, picture that uh, the BBC Doctor Who Twitter account um, posted on mm-hmm. Instagram, where um, it was um, Smith's feet and Tennant's feet kicked up. Yep, and, right. mm-hmm. uh, you can see his boots and um, Tennant's converse. Um, the two or three, in fact, I should say, uh, new pieces of the costume are um, he has a, a new shirt, and it's again, um, it's like a, a sky blue. Uh, this time it does have the French cuffs, and it does have no tab on the collar. Mm-hmm. And he has this utterly gorgeous new, um, it's like a purple shadow check vest. Um, yeah, it looks neat. I'm trying to make sense of it, though. Just yeah. beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, like I, I, I he has the uh, the um, purple, uh, the sorry, the the gold um, double Albert uh, watch chain. Um, you know, this might be my favorite one of the uh, of the the seven beyond words costumes. Actually, not. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty amazing, and that that purple that purple polka dot bow tie bow tie that he's wearing. Uh, it, it's a it's a bigger bow tie, a little bit more of a a bigger butterfly, and it's it's so beautiful. Uh, yeah. yeah, this this this. This really is a fantastic costume, and he's got uh, uh, he's got the new watch, um, which has a really unique band, and he's got the uh, um, he. It, we didn't talk about the cufflinks at all because he is wearing French cuffs at all and everything. He has some nice some nice cufflinks uh, that are really uh, rounded square. They might have some pattern on them. They might not. We don't know how they connect or anything like that. But they're really nice cufflinks. Um, but this costume is, yeah, uh, they really, uh, they really, they really uh, went all out for the for the fiftieth because that 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 waistcoat is gorgeous. It is a fabulous waistcoat. I agree. Um, from the from the handful of photos I've seen, it, it's nice because it's it's like a. the fabric. Well, it's not the same. The fabric reminds me of the 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 mauve waistcoat, but the. Um, the style of it is much closer to the velvet one. It's like they fused them in a way, kind of. And I kind of like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it has a little bit of a um, a V at the bottom of it, right? As yeah, opposed to yeah, being the, it has the like straight the tail at the front. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but but uh, 
yeah, definitely um, the the cut of it, the way that it has the six buttons instead of five, um, and then it has the the little bit of a collar and um, and the it's got three pockets, I believe. So yeah, yeah. it's kind of like it's it's almost like fittingly, it's almost like a mashup of the two of them. Right, right, right. right. Um, so do you think there's going to be, I mean, I know that there's these Mrs. Bowtie bowties, which seem to center more on the, the earlier styles, but do you think with all these different bowties, we might actually see some official replicas of a couple of them, maybe through Abbey Shot or some such? I would doubt it very much, given that they only did one official replica of one of the bowties from season six, right. and they gooned that up. Mm. So, I don't know. They might do one. Mm. Maybe they'll yeah. do a bunch. I don't know. I'm not... I don't have anything to do with them. Um, I would I be, I would be surprised. And then they they do have in plans to do. Um, I mean, they've done the Shetland Tweed replica. Now they, there's talks of doing this cashmere uh, frock replica for the summer. Uh, I you know I, I'm really this this costume, um, the bow ties. Uh, aside from the ones that that Mrs. Bow Tie, I mean, which are really. I mean, I guess they're nice enough alts um, is probably be a nice way to put it. But um, <laughs> Again, uh, trying not to get too costume snobby. <laughs> yeah, but um, there's so there's so much about this costume that is uh, really in the details. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't I don't know how Abby Shot is going to come close to replicating this frock coat. This cashmere is so amazing, so beautiful, uh, and the is so subtle in the details on it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, I don't, I, I'm really curious to see what, what they do because you know, that you could, you can tell an Abbey shot, um, uh, Shetland from a, from a W bill Shetland, you know? Um, yeah. But, I mean, uh, and uh, the same with the, uh, the, um, the green coat that they did. You can always tell when it's an Abbey shot. Yeah. Because so, of the fit or because of the fabric used both. Mm-hmm. Okay. No, yeah. I you know I've only you know, you know I you know what like again like not to no I mean we've been joking about this but not to come off like a complete asshole you know for three hundred bucks great costume mm-hmm. you know yeah like yeah. easy to find you could just buy one straight off the shelf um you know like it's it's a really like if you if you have like a, a cosplay sky or something or you know it's it's a nice upgrade for the people with reasonable <laughs> budgets because you know yes i'm well aware that there are people out there they want they want this costume but there's no way they'll pay even if you could get the fabric still there's no way they can pay for the fabric let alone you know the whole kit and caboodle so it's like how do you how do you bring it down but still keep the read yeah mm-hmm. yeah and I, and, I, and i think you can do you can do it on the cheap but it it's important to um, the devil is in the details, right? Mm-hmm. And we've talked about this before. And it's mm-hmm. important to look at the look at the the little subtle details and make sure that those are the things that you're sort of picking up on. You know, mm-hmm. um, nothing annoys me more than uh, somebody doing a a, a a series six and with with bright red suspenders and and a bright red bow tie. It's like when people buy the bright red Converse to do to do the Tenth Doctor. Mm-hmm. It's like guys, it's not that hard. Like. Just look at those little yeah. details. You know, those not, these are neither is it an extra expense. You just need to buy the right one. Exactly, exactly. Um, the 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 maroon bow tie and suspenders are not hard to come by. So you know, it's 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 those little details. Now, series seven B, I think the details are are harder. That the ties are 
much more unique. Um, but you can get uh, you can get a nice gray waistcoat. You can get uh, you can probably work out a purple frock. Um, yeah, that, I mean, it's that, it's less easy just to walk into any thrift store in America and find you know some something like that the way that you can do with a season five or season six jacket. True. Um, but it's it's not like a, an an unscalable height, you know. It's it's something that like you know I'm sure uh, you know Abby Shaw are doing it. They're, I'm sure Cosplay Sky and Hello Cosplay and whoever the rest of them are. I'm sure they're going to be pumping something out. Uh, you know, Magnoli looks like he's doing something. Um, you know, options are going to become available for doing something close enough. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sure, you know, like all the various price tiers are going to fill themselves in. Um, it's just not available yet, but, it, uh, you know, I'm sure it will be. Yeah, no, I mean, all it, all it takes is, I mean, with all these places, it seems, you know, it just takes that first guy to plunk down the money and say, make me this. Because they never make it on spec, except for Abbey Shot, they never make it on spec. So, right. yeah, and then suddenly that'll, it'll join their catalog ranks. And, you know, it'll happen. I'm a little surprised there's been a slight lag in this, you know, in that, uh, you know, even when I'm, I'm doing um, like the current shirt run and I'm testing the waters for some of the season seven and season six shirts, yeah, there's demand, but not nearly as much as I thought there was going to be. Yeah, I mean, I think it's, um, you know, I think there's a certain amount of um, floodgates will open um, once, uh, you know, like once there is a, a jacket, available Mm -hmm. like you know i think like nobody wants to buy shirts because they don't know where they're gonna get the jacket from Mm -hmm. you know like all all the places that i reeled off like i you know they will make you one if you just go um you know ask them to but they aren't just like on the internet right now right it's not it's not a one-click thing it's a one-click and an email thing which (laughs) manages to put people off Uh, yeah you're right and and, i think i think like by the time that the abby shot jacket comes out suddenly Mm -hmm. like there's gonna be there's gonna be way more people doing this costume yeah no you're right it's it's like the season 18 thing that once the once cosplay sky offered an affordable code and once i started doing the shirts suddenly everybody and their mother for a few months was doing a season 18 because now you've you cross a bunch of the hurdles that were stumbling blocks before, so you're quite right about that. Um, so I want to backtrack on three things that we've kind of not talked about, and one, of course, is the watch. Um, now, we know we, he keeps the same watch from Series 6 into the early part of Series 7. When does he switch to the new watch? Steven, I don't know this yet. this is all you, buddy. I don't know yet, actually. Um, no. I haven't, all I know is I, I, I've seen the new watch in, in the pictures from the, from the 50th anniversary, uh, and... Um, I haven't seen so. I believe he still wears the gold watch in uh, Journey to the Center of the TARDIS. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's uh, that's the most that I know. Um, uh, we're we're going to have to do a comprehensive watch rewatch. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, which I haven't done. Uh, but uh, uh, I, yeah. Unfortunately, I'm sorry. I don't have an answer for you on that one. But there is there like, is a new watch. Like he has the the silver one in um, Nightmare, right? Yes, I'm pretty sure. Yes, yeah, he has the silver one in Nightmare. Um, but he does have the gold one in uh, Rings, right? Okay. Yeah, and then and then kind of irritatingly, he doesn't really match his cufflinks to his watch because he has in the fiftieth seems to have the silver watch and the gold cufflinks. Yeah. That's so doctor, you know. <laughs> it's 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 very eleventh doctor. <laughs> yeah, none of the accessories actually match because even the gold on the double Albert is a much yellower gold than the gold on the cufflinks. 
Mm-hmm. And my favorite is the uh, the new silver watch, which I know we haven't seen the face of yet. Uh, the band is even more complicated um, than before. Where I'm like, man, like not that you probably can't find it with some serious looking, but it's not like as easy as the early gold band, where it's like, sure, that's no problem. You know, gold expansion wristband, no problem. And it's like it's almost like they just uh, what is it? There's always the fan conspiracy theory that they're deliberately making these costumes harder for us. And I think, no, I'm sure we're not a thought yeah. in their yeah. head. I'm sure yeah. that's the first thing on Howard Burden's mind when he's designing <laughs> a costume yeah. for one of the most iconic shows right. <laughs> that's on television. Right, right. I uh, I missed um, one eBay uh, auction on a perfect band, mm. um, and then uh, happened to happened upon another one that is incredibly close i mean it's the same pattern it's just not as vintage as the one that he's wearing mm-hmm. um so i did i i i i was lucky enough to find one um uh find one that l- looks pretty good so but yeah it's um it's very unique and very complicated and um it took a lot of time uh on ebay looking through watches and watch bands uh i mean you have, there is so there are so many watches and watch bands on eBay. Yeah, I know. And it's not you know, and you have to look at the ones that don't have proper descriptions as well, which mm-hmm. just exponentially increases the number that you have to look through. Um, but uh, but they're out there. They're very rare. Um, so let's talk a little about the Sonic. Um, as uh, I recall, Ewan, you were saying that there is definitive proof that he is actually using the toy character option Sonic at certain points in this series. <laughs> yeah, it's just that one shot in Rings of Akaton where mm-hmm. they do like this beautiful close-up on the Sonic, and it's the the character options toy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And like I, I haven't like super studied the rest of that episode, but it seems like you know for the for the rest of the shots he's using the hero. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's that one. It's just reason. that one pickup shot. It's got to be. Yeah. So proof positive that if you have the toy, you are totally accurate, at least for a bit. Yep. You have a screen accurate Sonic screwdriver. <laughs> Thanks, you <PC>. see. <laughs> um, and I know that uh, for for a metal prop, you can do the um, the remote control, um, which is very nice. I know there's the, oh, the... right. The remote mm-hmm. control is a beautiful Sonic. And there's uh, the the trick out to actually make it workable. I actually met uh, Kurosawa in person. He showed me his, and he went into some oh, detail yeah? about how he did it. And that, it sounds neat. Like I mean, for for getting a metal working Sonic and tricking it out for, I mean, it was I can't remember, but I think he said it came out to like around two hundred bucks or something. And that's that's pretty reasonable. I mean, I think that's pretty acceptable. And I think yours looks great. So that's a good way to go if someone really wants to uh, go to the RPF and figure out how to take the remote and make it, you know, an actual pop up working Sonic. Um, yeah. Personally, I'm still happy with the toy, but what were you saying? Oh, I was going to say the uh, the one other um, small uh, Sonic uh, change that we see is uh, in Cold War. We find mm. out that it has a red setting. Oh, I forgot about that, but you're right. Mm-hmm. I yeah. wonder if they're going to add that to the toy. Maybe, maybe not. Hmm. It does mean changing the bulb. Okay, so the other thing I want to backtrack on is the spacesuit that he wears in Hyde. Oh, right. Yeah. Is this just a complete reuse of the uh, 42 spacesuit? Nope. 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 It's totally different. Completely different. It looks it looks similar in a lot of ways, but like, what do you mean? It does, but it doesn't have any of the patches. Mm-hmm. Um, it's 
I'm pretty sure that it's that it's actually a, a different spacesuit. Um, that they might have gone and just bought another one. You think it's uh, got another not another space toys one? Um, it, it it might be, but it doesn't. It, it looks it looks different. It looks like it has a lot less details on it than the than the David Tennant one. Mm-hmm. And if I recall, Matt is is a bit taller than David Tennant. Mm-hmm. So um, it that might have been the reason why. Well, the helmet looks the same though. I mean, it looks very similar anyway. The helmet is the same, but the suit itself, I think, is different. is is a different suit. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I could. I can maybe go with that. Yeah. Because yeah. I'm, I'm looking at it here. You're right. There's there's far less details on it, and it's certainly the same color. They pro- meant to evoke certainly the same suit, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 But I think it, like canonically, it's supposed to be the same suit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But technically speaking, some changes had to be made to fit it to to Matt. And who knows? Maybe they had more issues with that thing too, with the. Uh, the way that spacesuit um, was put together from space toys, which I love hearing about from Kevin. <laughs> now that came together. Um, little tangent here for you guys. What What are your thoughts on the whole John Hurt thing? Are you guys gonna be going after this costume, this weird mash of Ninth Doctor and other Doctoriness going on? Uh, I don't know if personally I could pull off a John Hurt costume. <laughs> We don't. Um, yeah. I also. I. I would very much. If if you were if you were to be putting together that costume because you were like, well, I have to have a complete set of doctors. Mm-hmm. I would definitely wait until the episode airs before deciding that he is in the uh, the pantheon of doctors. I would completely agree with that because that was the second thought that went through my head watching that episode was, oh my god, do I have to put together a John Hurt costume now to continue to you know my you know keep my set of doctors uh set up and i'm like ah wait for the episode because who knows what moffat's gonna do and, and what tricks he's gonna pull on that one um at least the one upside is if you have a ninth doctor costume you've got a giant piece of it right there that's all i can say which i hope maybe it's just true maybe it looks like the same jacket it doesn't it it doesn't look the the button placing is totally different on it actually um the the buttons are much lower um it's it's i know that it's i know john hurt is shorter than than uh uh than chris frackleston but it it doesn't it looks like it's meant to evoke the same coat possibly but it's not the same coat well you're saying that so you're saying it's an, it's like this spacesuit it's meant to mechanically can, be the same coat possibly but it had to be a different coat to fit him or just because that's how they recreated it that day um I don't, well, I don't know. Mm. I have no. I have no idea. I, I. I don't. I. I don't think it's supposed. To, it's meant to be the same coat. It's just a strange coincidence that he's wearing a highly similar coat to a another doctor. Yeah. Mm, okay. I know that sounds fishy. I know it sounds fishy. I love Bob giving you a Marge Simpson on that. One. I know. I know. But I, it's just. It's. It's. It, yeah. I don't know. I mean, maybe it is, but maybe it's maybe it's supposed to be the same coat, but it's not the same coat. All right, this is this is sounding like whoever came up with uh, Paul McGann's new look. You know, it's like okay, yeah. yeah well, that was That's awful. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, like, was I mean, you know, it's 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 a cool look for Paul McGann. Paul McGann looks good in that costume, and I'm sure like Paul McGann feels very happy with it. But it looks like. Paul McGann and not the Eighth Doctor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, I, I don't see the doctor carrying a satchel bag, and it sounds like he. It still feels like he's trying too hard to make it ninth doctory. I'm not saying it's clearly it's clearly not the same coat, but it's definitely the same sort of general style. And I just shake my head, going like, "Dude, if you didn't like your TV costume, fine, but there's got to be a way to retain the feel of it and still get you something closer to what you like." <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can tell it's a look that's been put together by an actor and not a costume designer. Yeah. The amazing thing is when when we see Palm again on the screen again, which I I think we really we actually will see Palm again on the screen again. He's going to be wearing the costume from the TV movie. He's not going to be wearing the costume from Big Finish, and uh, you know he's going to have to get, relent and wear that costume again. So <laughs> at least I'll get some just, new promo I, pictures. Yeah, I just don't know what the point is. <laughs> I mean, like Nick Briggs be the shooter, just be like just like two hundred different poses. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. You're so right. I, I I hope so too. I hope. I mean, I, look. Uh, I've heard it now from a couple of different sources that I do trust that we're probably not getting any true classic Doctor action in the fiftieth, and at best, maybe we're getting a surprise McGann. And I go, look, I'll take what I can get. Uh, I'm already a little bummed that we're getting, you know, no Baker. But um, uh, but yeah, if they do McGann, you're right. He's got to wear. He's got to wear the costume. I mean, that's what they have anyways. So, I mean... Otherwise, nobody will know who he is. <laughs> no, right. yeah. By the way, can I just say that I, I know I'm a costume nerd when, like, beyond... Okay, not the first thought. First thought through my head when Massman says he's leaving is, oh, bummer. You know, I thought he was staying for another year. And then the second thought was, Jesus Christ, this means that there's going to be another doctor I've got to put together <laughs> a costume for next year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you you, you got to hope that the, uh, like... I love Howard Burden. I love what he's done with the costumes this season, but uh-huh. he is not an off-the-shelf guy. Uh, yeah, at yeah, all. yeah. Um, um, you got to hope it's like they replace him with like a Louise Page or a Ray Holman, where they're happy to get ninety percent of the stuff from Topshop. Yeah, yeah. If Howard Burden sticks around, then uh, then half of our it, when we <laughs> half of the fiftieth anniversary trip is going to be shopping. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, no, no. I, I, I completely understand that. And it, by the timeline we understand it, they're shooting the Christmas special when? Like August? Uh, uh, September. 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 So they're probably going to have to have the new Doctor cast by the end of that, right? Probably. So I have a theory that they're going to announce the 12th Doctor at Comic-Con. Oh, like you think he'll be there or they'll just announce him? Uh, either one. Yeah, I've heard that the announcement is coming in the next month or so. So like they he's already cast. Oh, he's yeah, already there's, cast. There's, so Will Wheaton put out a uh, post on his Tumblr today, basically saying like, "Oh, does everybody not know who the twelfth Doctor is? Oh, that's cool. I must be special for knowing." Dick. <sighs> yeah. So yeah. Oh, oh, awesome. Humble brag. So obviously, this whole announcement thing's been in the planning works for much longer than it appears. And uh, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm sure. I'm sure. Like as soon as the ink was dry on his Ryan Gosling contract, he was like, "Look, Moffat, we need to have a talk." <laughs> this is like I'm glad I'm recording this because this is basically our episode of Madman. Uh, so essentially, I'll tell you what I'll tell you exactly what <laughs> happened here. Um, so there was a an e- I don't know if you guys know this, but there was an email that went out accidentally uh, that basically mapped out BBC's plans for 2014 for Doctor Who. Okay, it went out to a lot of people who weren't supposed to get it, uh-huh. and Ian Levine got his hands on it, uh-huh. and so Ian Levine leaked the information. And BBC basically had to react to the fact that this email got out and that it was going to that it was going to get out. They did not plan on announcing Matt's departure at this point. Um, 
uh, it just uh, they their hand was forced once again, which can which just keeps happening because they can't get their shit together. Oh, right, as we've seen before, yes. Yeah, so I, I still think that we were going to get a surprise regeneration. Oh, so that was the plan. They were never going to say he was going to leave. They uh, they wanted us to think he would do another year, and then pow, regeneration. I still think uh, that that was the case. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because I, I believe I believe that the the twelfth Doctor has been cast for at least a month now. That that is that is certainly like the uh, the 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 word on the uh, on the very underground streets is that he has been cast for some time. <laughs> yeah, and I think like I think it, it's pretty much the way that like Moffat has been running things, where things are secret until they're found out. Then there's a press release, and they were never intended to be secret. And no rumors on who this person is, where it's complete darkness. Ben Daniels. So yeah, that's that. The very strong rumor is that it's Ben Daniels. I'm just gonna look this guy up. Is he? Is this yet another uh, youngish dude in his twenties? No, no, he's like mid forties, right? Yeah, yeah. And um, originally Moffat wanted to cast someone older. Right. That's right. Right. Um. So I think that this is him finally doing that. Yeah, this whole thing was like Matt came in first, and he was like, "Well, that guy was amazing. Like, hopefully, somebody older will come along who's like as good as that." And then nobody did. Uh, interesting. Well, um, at least Matt's not regenerating in the fiftieth, which I think would have stolen a little of the thunder there. Um, yeah. Um, interesting. But um, I think like it's very much going to be like um, the name of the Doctor fiftieth anniversary and the Christmas special are probably going to form like a very loose trilogy, I'd say. But so is there is there anything else that they're looking at doing for twenty fourteen, like some craziness beyond the twelfth Doctor, or was that not leaked? Uh, just that it was twelve episodes for two thousand fourteen. You mean right? For, yeah, twelve episodes. Twelve episodes for two thousand fourteen. Um, so. And it, it seems it seems like they're going to be doing a full kind of twelve episode series. It's not going to be a split again, right? Yeah, I think that the, I think that uh, I, I think that the BBC has finally forced Moffat into going back and doing the doing it as a full season in the fall. Um, oh Christ! I've got to get all my scripts finished on time. Yeah, yeah. I imagine it's his last season as well. Yeah, I I, I bet. Like, I think. I don't know. I, I was surprised that Matt was leaving and Stephen wasn't. Yeah. Um, I was I was kind of and I guess it's kind of like, you know, we, we had our two, um, you know, uh, RTD span two doctors. I mean, I don't think he would have done that by choice. And I think like it wound up being like Tennant was way more his doctor. And you had that really nice stylistic break um, between um, RTD and Moffat when you had two different doctors. And I mm-hmm. kind of I almost wanted the same with this, where you kind of have New Doctor, completely fresh mm-hmm. uh, crew, and then, you know, just like it's it's a whole new show. Okay. Uh, so, you know, much as I love Moffat, everybody who's ever listened to me on a podcast before knows I'm a total Moffat fan. Um, but, you know, I, I, I would have loved to have seen like a, just a completely fresh team come in with the New Doctor and just, you know. Yeah. But I think... I think that actually Moffat couldn't resist the idea of overseeing a, a regeneration and casting another doctor and like that whole, you know, because he is such the huge fanboy. I agree. It's sort of, yeah, I, I, it's sort of, it was probably an irresistible proposition for him to stay one more and get to do that one more time, you know? Yeah. Sure. Sure, and let's face it, I mean, there's a precedent set for the outgoing team setting up the next Doctor and overseeing things a little bit as that kicks off before the new team takes over, so to speak. So yeah. that's, 
you know, I, I know, I know totally what you're saying. I'm gonna spoil it for all your listeners. No, we won't get any classic doctors in the fiftieth, but we will get McGann before the fiftieth. That's my. That's that's that that is. I'm saying it now, and I I I have heard it from from very good sources. Uh, that Rest it is true. Spoken. Take it to the bank. That wait, it is wait, true wait, that, there is a, that there that there uh, will be some Paul McGann action on the internet. Uh, oh, so he won't be in the fiftieth, but they'll do some kind of online prequely business. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, and it's and it's a little sort of possible miniseries. Oh. Leading up to the fiftieth. Well, I mean that's groovy. I'm all for that. Although part of me still says, all right. I'm gonna I'm gonna stop being a classic old school curmudgeon fanboy and shut up. But <laughs> I was uh, yes. Yeah, so what I what I maybe does Paul count as a classic doctor? Though? Te- technically, he does. Technically, he yeah. Does. Yeah. Uh, I, but I mean, I know that we're supposed to be talking about costuming, but we got a pretty good 50th anniversary episode in the name of the Doctor. Oh yeah. I mean, if you're if they're if they're gonna have classic doctors, I, I don't. Uh, they did a they did a pretty good job of it. Of, of adding classic doctors into into modern Doctor Who in the in the name of the Doctor. That was a brilliant appetizer, but it was no meal. Is my quick way of saying <laughs> what was wrong with that argument right there. In my opinion, um, look, my basic thing is if we can get Tenet, then what the hell? That's all I want to say. That's well, but, I, but, I, again, like I keep coming back to the fact that David Tennant still looks like the tenth Doctor. I know this argument. And, and also, David Tennant's been sitting around wearing that suit in between all the other things he's been shooting, yeah. waiting to get on set. <laughs> again. He has been sitting wearing his suit by the phone, waiting for Moffat to call. <laughs> it is a bit. It is a bit lame. They couldn't work it out with Eccleston now that we couldn't at least have had another Doctor in the mix. And it, I want to know how many Sunday dinners uh, Davidson and 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 David Tennant have had, where they're both sitting there in their costume, waiting for Stephen Moffat to call them <laughs> to do the 50th anniversary <laughs> episode. On one week, Peter's all. Did, did you Did you hear anything? David says. <laughs> No. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Although, although just to, just seeing as we're bringing this up, okay, uh, you will note that uh, in Matt's goodbye uh, on the uh, on the press release, he talks about how trends of our calls. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know. Yeah. Oh, you know. <laughs> uh, okay. Okay. Well, if you know, if you know, well, then we're all good. We'll we're see. Good. We'll see. Wait, wait, wait. So you're saying <laughs> we're saying we're going to actually see the Battle of Trends lore in the Christmas specials? Is that it? Uh, don't don't you don't, you really don't want me to get started on this again? <laughs> is this is this your theory on name of the doctor, or is this like you, you have my, to keep my, mum? my my theory on name of the doctor is Uh-oh. that we were already witnessing the battle of Trenzalore. Oh, it's all timey wimey. Uh, um, um, I uh, no, I don't. I know. I don't see it. I will. I will have my day in the sun. No, I'm a no, peacock. No. I gotta fly. That that, that, that Christmas episode is gonna air. I'm gonna fly up to San Francisco. I'm gonna walk into your house. I'm gonna drop the mic. And then I'm gonna fly home. <laughs> yeah. There's yeah, there's a lot of ideas I like in Name of the Doctor, but when you really boil some stuff down, there's a lot of what that WTF moments in that for me too. So I'm I have a real love hate thing with that finale. Well, um, I think the I think the, the I think it's because it is it is a the first part of a trilogy. Okay, and and, and um, that uh, how they're going to get out of 
being in the Doctor's time stream and then that's all going to work into what happens in the 50th anniversary, I have no idea. But I do believe that um, it is the part one of what we're going to see in the in the 50th anniversary, at least. Are we getting um, just like more clip showness then from the old show or that was done with part whatever, name of the Doctor? I mean, we are going to see, you know, obviously we're going to see uh, the Foreman Scrapyard and Coal Hill School and you know, we might we might get cameos from uh, Carol Ann Ford. Uh, uh, I've heard I've heard rumor that Susan will is going to be on the fiftieth, um, um, and then possibly uh, Ian. Uh, but uh, who knows? Well, that's something. All right, that's that's something. That's something. It helps. The wound is still fresh, though. <laughs> <sighs> Uh, it's uh, it's as uh, Ewan said very aptly with that photo of the Zygon walking away. Walking away in disgust because there's no Tom Baker in this photo. The thing that I, uh, I don't know if you've considered this yet, but like um, he was, uh, when they did the, uh, the fourth Doctor um, episode screening of the BFI thing, somebody was talking to him about the fifth Doctor uh, the five doctors mm. and like why he turned it down. He was mm. like, well, I don't want to be one fifth of anything. You know, I'm wondering if that same sentiment held true with this, you know, he pa- didn't want to be one 11th of anything. Possibly, except it does sound like in recent years when it comes up, like he justifies his thinking then, but it does kind of sound like he regrets doing it now because he kind of sees the importance of it now. But at the time he was only away from the show for like two years and you know, justifiably i think kind of felt like f you john nathan turner um <laughs> and now i mean i don't know it it sound it i never got the impression from when it came up before in the couple of years leading up to this that he was like i wouldn't say yes even if they ever gave me a million dollars i never got that impression i got the impression they were all game to do it and it, they were just waiting for the call and the call never came and i understand the problems with it as you say with the aging and you know, if you're if you're smushing them all into one special, um, whether it be ninety minutes or two hours or whatever, um, how do you write for effectively? You know, was it eight leading men and some clips? And I agree that's those are problems. I'm not saying it isn't easy, but I still say the attempt should be made because this opportunity comes once and never again. I, I think that uh, I think that. I just don't think that there's any any realistic way of of, of putting the old doctors into the new show. Um, so. Is this again because of the aging, or you just feel they don't fit the style, or what? Uh, yeah, be- definitely because of the aging. Mm-hmm. Um, they, you know, and and even the, trying to say the you know the whole time differential shorting out or whatever, it kind of only goes too far, and it works in a short sketch, you mm-hmm. know, uh, on uh, uh, for children in need, but it doesn't work for a. A full-blown episode and and how do you balance that because even you, the five you could doctors argue it didn't work for children in need either <laughs> yeah yeah and the five doctors really had a problem with how it balanced the doc the doctors and that was only five of them you know i think that that's one it, i don't i think it it does a huge that that episode does a huge disservice to peter davison um as the as the you know the the current doctor mm-hmm. and and so adding in all of this making it this whole fan wank which I think the Five Doctors does it in an amazing way. I mean, it's it's pretty much the whole thing is fan service and no story really. You know, the story is secondary to all, bringing in everyone to to, to do fan service. Um, and and I think that Moffat just decided, you know, he's going to do some fan service. He's going to definitely celebrate the fifty years. But um, 
you know, this is this is a new this is modern storytelling, you know, and and to to try and and bring back all these uh, actors just just to just to bring them back. If it doesn't serve the story, it doesn't serve the story, and and I'm I, I can I can support that, you know. So I think we need to just wait and see what he does before we before we worry too much. As uh, as Kevin, and that's put, never stopped anyone before. No, <laughs> it hasn't. And as Kevin put it, if if we watch the fiftieth and uh, we're not happy, it's going to come down to uh, this was the most awesome thing ever, or Moffat must go. <laughs> and right. Um, I don't know. I I it's, I I can salute the arguments. I see what you're saying. Although personally, I love the Five Doctors. I think that's about the best story you could do with that kind of stuff, where you're balancing fan service and some kind of a you know tale with different Doctors doing their thing and then joining up. Um, I love the structure of the Five Doctors. The Five Doctors actually is what made me go from I like the show as a kid to I'm an Uber fan who collects all the stuff. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, I think the, the the Five Doctors is is fantastic for what it is, and I think like yeah. It's easier to look back on it now and kind of appreciate it for what it is. Time has been, I think, simultaneously kind and unkind to it in different ways. Mm-hmm. I, it, it, it's tough because it's it's not a bad episode because it's just. But I think like the squee of oh my god, five doctors kind of carries you through a lot of the not so great scriptness. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I see it. I totally see it. And I guess there's the other side of it, too, where I kind of go like, well, if you're going to oust the guys who don't look like themselves anymore, then why are we ousting McGann and even potentially McCoy, who could still, I think, reasonably pass for his doctor? Um, but I guess the idea is that if why then there might be that question of why did you include these two and not these other guys? Um or I don't know. There's just there's other solutions too that I was trying to think of that I thought you know I think the bottom line is that I'm such an old schooler that I care not if you just said Peter Davison and Tom Baker and all these guys were back. It's almost an all is forgiven scenario for me. It's almost like you could have them read the phone book and I'd probably find a way to say it was the greatest episode ever. Um, so I'm a very biased person. But um, but that said, I don't know. It's it's one of those things where. I guess it's like I want to see some of these guys get one last shot at the whip because this probably would be the only time they get one last shot at the whip, short of, of course, big finish. And I think it's even with the idea that, you know, we're going to get two of these guys, so why aren't we getting a few more? And it's it's also the tradition aspect, too. We had them all in five. We had them all in three. Uh, it's awful, but we technically had dimensions in time. And uh, and Big Finish did salute it with as many as they could in uh, the 40th. So I guess that's that other part of me, that that fanboy traditionalist part of me that goes, well, it's tradition. Look at the other anniversaries. How come we're doing this? And then I go like, okay, I know Moffat, he, he drums to a different beat. And we'll see what he does. But uh, Well, Moffat wanted to do the three Doctors, but Eccleston screwed it up. Well, I wonder what yeah, role he would have. I'd be more angry at Eccleston for bucking tradition than, uh, than Moffat. Well, yeah, but it's clear that Moffat had no intention of including the Doctors prior to Eccleston, so I'm still laying some some blame at that doorstep. But what I'm saying is, the yeah, you're not shaking me from this, guys. I'm sorry, <laughs> <laughs> but but uh, Eccleston, you're right. I I'm surprised he didn't do it, and uh, I I kind of heard it had something to do with money, which wouldn't surprise me. But who knows? But the um, I wonder what his role was going to be then. I mean, was it was it still going to be a John Hurt thing with the three Doctors, or was Ackleson going to play that part, or what what was going on there? So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I from from what I heard that that John Hurt's role was significantly significantly impacted by Christopher Eccleston not participating. Hmm. Um, 
but uh, so it, and it, so it, it's sort of a pseudo three doctors now, but it would have been more of an official three doctors had Eccleston uh, taken part. Um, and uh, obviously Hurt was still cast and Hurt still would have been in it. But OK, um, but yeah, um, it would have been it would have been more of those three doctors probably. And then Hurt. So it would have been more of a four doctors. But so I'm guessing this is going to somehow tie into the time war then they're going to kind of revisit retread some of that stuff i hope not too much yeah it is time war to me is is like the clone wars and star wars it's like i don't know if we need to see it um so much if you're gonna give me a crucial flashback or two fine but yeah i don't know if we need to make a big whoop-de-doo about it i agree i agree i don't want to i don't want to see it i just you know if if it just comes down to the moment and whatever that is and and that's sort of what changes and Mm -hmm. if, if it's something to do with you know I mean, it doesn't look like it, like Clara saving this 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 doctor that wasn't supposed to be saved or something, you know, something like that. But I don't know. But anyway, but yeah, if it comes down to just that moment and and that's where things change, then I'd be okay with it. But I don't I don't want to know too much about the about the time war. People people keep asking people who want to see the time war. It's so weird to me because haven't we been watching the time war for the past fifty years, right? Like it, it, it's not going to be just some battle. It's not going to be like you know some space battle. The time war started with Genesis of the Daleks and it's right, exactly. on. It's like every single time that the doctor gets involved with the Daleks, it's another battle in the time war. All of the stuff that, that, that RTD threw into his scripts about the, the, you know, I saw your ship flying to the mouth of the nightmare child, which is such wank. I mean, it's so ridiculous. It doesn't even evoke <laughs> anything. It does that, that line evokes absolutely like, nothing to me. And never wills and things. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. it's so like ridiculous. I, so I don't want to see any of that, uh, you know. And Are I don't you suggesting and I, that there was something below par in End of Time. <laughs> <laughs> I would never suggest such a thing. Good. Oh uh, my god. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. <laughs> Every what is it? Someone. That, what? You guys completely did that in parallel. It was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> But we have we talked about that that article in Doctor Who magazine about what Moffat had planned if David Tennant stayed for season five. Oh, no, oh. I didn't even know about it. What do you, what oh. you say? Yeah, and actually, like it's the one thing that made me wish. Like, oh, I kind of wish we'd had a season of Moffat and Tennant. Why? Did, what, well, so essentially, he so Amy Pond would have been the companion, and what hap- What would have happened is um, you would have seen him landing um, in her garden or whatever, and he would uh, have been. Uh, close to regenerating. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the TARDIS uh, is all messed up. He's all yeah. messed up. And uh, so he hops in. The, he hops in the TARDIS to come back, and he comes back, and he doesn't remember anything that had happened. And so they go through the whole season together. And what happens is, at the end of the season, he ends up in that place he was at the beginning and regenerates into the Eleventh Doctor. So it starts at the end. The season would have started at the end. Oh, I see. And okay. you would have seen them go through the like you know, and that that typical Moffat showing it in reverse order kind of thing which he kind of did in a way anyway but not to that extreme right yeah yeah um wow okay so we would have had like the build up to that okay that would have been kind of cool and i know he was promising tenant zygons yeah which i know he's giving it to him in the 50th anyway i i highly suspect the zygon appearance is like like a mini james bondy and you know opening for tenant and then we're gonna kick off with a real plot <laughs> Not what I, I heard. They agree. Oh, they're really going to oh, play really? a heavy role. Yeah. Well, that's well, okay. That's cool. Hmm. Yeah, I, I, not knowing anything about it, I would have agreed with Bob on that one. But that's interesting. 
Yeah, I I would have as I would have as well, but I I have heard um I've heard that they are actually uh, uh there's multiple villains and they are one of them and that and that there's doubles um of at least Kate Stewart. Oh, oh, the, the Briggs daughter. daughter. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Intriguing. All that right. could be that could be not true, but I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It I'll seems have... reliable. I'll have to read this article though. That you've got me all intrigued. I'm I'm really awful about picking up PWM uh, these days, um, but uh, hmm, interesting. And yeah, got... he does. Um, he's changed up the format of his column at the front now, and now like people like write in with questions for him. Mm-hmm. Um, the most recent one's pretty funny because it's like I think it starts out like there's some like innocuous question like where'd you get your ideas from, mm-hmm. and he's like. Yeah, so, look, we've done a great job of, like, covering everything up this season. We wrote all of these fake storylines that we, like, get out into the press. And then what happens? 210 complete strangers get sent a copy of the finale before they're supposed to have it. I mean, come on. Seriously. I don't know where I get my ideas. Next question. (laughs) 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 And then everyone is like that where he's like, 210 people, can you believe it? And then one of the questions is from Brian Minchin being like, uh, hey, so uh, I'm getting a lot of emails from you. What am I supposed to do? <laughs> yeah, that was uh, that was that was uh, that was good times. Yeah. Getting the Blu-ray out. So that I feel, like, I feel like that's like been typifying the last like season and a half is that they've had all these incredibly carefully la- uh, laid plans for like a secret regeneration or a secret this or a secret that. And then it always just winds up coming out a couple of weeks beforehand, and they have to like rush and like pop out a press release. Right. Well, I mean, I get the impression that they uh, they were going to try that with Eccleston. They certainly weren't going to. They didn't mean for that to happen when it did. Yeah. Yeah. I think just the BBC don't really know how to use email. Yeah. Yeah. Or... Does anyone in England know how to use email? Because this is what no, I'm I finding. Think so. <laughs> So, uh, any final thoughts on the Eleventh Doctor's costume? I think it's really great. <laughs> <laughs> it's very purple. It's very swishy. Um, I think it's a really like it's a great like it's almost like you've mashed up the uh, Tweedy Professor look of season five and six with like a classic Doctor frock coat. True. Um, so yeah, I think I think it's it's a really it's a solid um, costume for rolling into the uh, the fiftieth anniversary. Mm-hmm. Uh, and would would you say this is now your favorite um, look of the Eleventh Doctor out of all of the looks he has had? That's tough. Yeah, <laughs> it's like it's like picking a child. You know? Yeah, I do love this look a lot. Um, I, I love that it's you know uh, like you even said it's very it it feels like the fiftieth anniversary look. You know uh, they're really going for these uh, classic lines and and a purple is my favorite color so um all the purples and and things uh have are very appealing to me um uh that's that's really funny because my favorite color is purple as well and i tell everybody that it's blue uh you know what's really funny is that i used to tell everybody it was blue even though it was purple as well (laughs) oh my god yeah we're ridiculous um bromance right here uh but but yeah it's it's really it's really beautiful it's really awesome um and uh i, I don't know it, i don't know if it's my favorite um because i i do i like all the looks and i love the way that his look has progressed and and that this is the one that it's ending with so 
Yeah. Okay. Very good. Well, um, gentlemen, thanks again for being on and, and talking costume minutia. Thank you very much for having us. Always Thank you. Talk minutia. <laughs> awesome. We'll be back next week with more costume shop talk here on Costume Station Zero.